Do you remember the recession which was supposed to push equities and US dollar lower and bonds and gold prices higher this year? Well, it ain't happening. So welcome. This is Swissco's Daily Market Talk. So yes, do you remember we were predicting a recession that could hit the US and the global economy at the start of this year? And that recession would obviously hit equities because recession is bad for businesses and that recession would boost bond prices because recession would mean that the Federal Reserve and other central banks around the world could ease their policy tightening and even cut the interest rates by the end of this year. Well forget about all that because it's not happening. And if you look at the data, what's happening is the exact opposite because the US jobs data remains very, very strong. Inflation in the US continues coming lower, but that downtrend gives signs of slowing right now. And yesterday's retail sales data from the US came as a cherry on top with an eye popping 3% rise in retail sales last month in the US. And it's not a yearly figure, mind you. It's really a 3% jump in just one month and it's the highest jump in the past two years in the US. Now the data could be impacted by seasonality it is said yes but people spend more in every single category in January. Car purchases soared, housing got a boost on softer mortgage rates over the past couple of months due to the easing yields and the only category which was less promising was energy because gasoline sales were flat and the part of sales that impacts the GDP calculation which anyway excludes gasoline auto and building materials rose 1.7 percent and JP Morgan revised its first quarter GDP forecast from 1 to 2 percent and on the production side well the news is almost as promising industrial production in the US was unchanged yes but it's mostly because the warm weather caused some 10% drop in utilities. But besides that, while well, the manufacturing output in the US increased 1% and the mining output rose 2%. So these are numbers that are clearly not the type of numbers that you would expect to see for an economy that's marching into a recession. So all this is great news, obviously, but it's clearly not what we expected to see. Markets didn't know what to do with the latest data first because equities gaps lower at the open in the US, but that strength of the economic data just got the bulls buying the market, buying the debts, as good sales mean obviously good revenue for companies, even more so as investors now realize that the interest rate hikes in the US don't necessarily impact what people spend or not so far. So the S&P 500 ended the session 0.28% higher, while Nasdaq 100 stocks added almost 0.80% yesterday. The Treasury yields pushed higher, however, on expectation that while well, the Federal Reserve could continue its rate hike policy and perhaps quite aggressively given that the interest rate hikes so far don't seem to do any harm to the economy. So maybe they could help pulling inflation lower. The US two-year yield hit 4.70% after the data release yesterday and the US 10-year yield advanced past the 3.80% level. Now Deutsche Bank revised its terminal Federal Reserve rate from 5.1 to 5.6% and Citi believes that the Fed will end up pushing the interest rates all the way up to 6%. So today the US will reveal the latest producer price inflation data and producer prices in the US are 
expected to have ticked higher by 0.4% in January versus a 0.4% retreat printed a month earlier. On a yearly basis, the PPI index is expected to have slowed from 6.2% to 5.4%. Now, normally, I would expect a positive surprise, meaning stronger inflation figures to impact the market mood negatively. But at this point, I am not even sure that it will do anything to the market mood, really, because it will get some Fed members uh, throw in some more hawkish comments about the Fed policy, which will probably go unheard anyway. So let's see what happens. But in the FX markets, we know that the US dollar bears just couldn't resist to the bullish pressure yesterday. And that resistance near the 50-day moving average in the US dollar index finally gave in. The euro dollar fell to 106.60 level yesterday and is struggling around the 107 level this morning with the prospect of a further fall as the unexpectedly strong economic data from the US gives that unexpected strength to the greenback right now. The key support in the euro dollar stands at 104.75 level that's around the major 38.2 percent fibonacci retracement which should distinguish between the latest positive trend in the euro dollar and a bearish reversal in the medium run Elsewhere, the rebound in the dollar-yen gains momentum. The pair traded above the 134 mark yesterday and the strong U.S. data, which reinforces the Federal Reserve hawk's hands, and no big news from the new Bank of Japan Governor Ueda regarding the bank's unadopted dovish monetary policy, keep pushing the pair higher. Now, Japan announced its largest ever trade deficit today, which is also not supportive news for the yen right now so here the key resistance stands at 136.50 and 137 range that includes the major 38.2 percent fibonacci retracement on the latest sell-off and the 200 day moving average now technically both for the euro dollar and the dollar yen as long as these levels that i just cited are not breached there is no change in the trend but if the us data continues surprising to the upside well there is obviously no guarantee that the US dollar will not jump into a bullish trend yet again. Now, in precious metals, the positive pressure in the US yields and the stronger US dollar across the board continue waiting on gold prices. The price of an ounce hit the $18.30 level yesterday, and here the $18.14 level is the key Fibonacci support that should distinguish between the actual positive trend in gold and a medium term bearish reversal. Now, for those who followed the broad economic predictions since the end of last year, well, we can clearly say that these predictions have been somehow worse than a mediocre fortune teller's predictions because so far they are all wrong. Equities trend higher, bonds fall, the US dollar regains strength and gold is down because there is no recession whatsoever. So this is all the contrary of what should have happened, obviously. And for oil, well, uh, this Chinese reopening story and the rising demand or the rising demand prospects should have pushed the prices higher, which is not the case either, because yesterday we saw the barrel of American crude fall again and see support at the 50-day moving average level as the EIA data revealed an eye-watering 16 million barrel build in the U.S. crude inventory 
fisheries last week. 16 million barrels. That's a lot of barrels. Well, DIA also insisted yesterday that the global oil consumption will climb by 2 million barrels per day this year thanks to the Chinese reopening. And that and the slowing recession odds in the US and around the world should normally support the oil bulls and the price of oil. But the 100-day moving average, which stands near the $81 per barrel level, seems difficult to clear from today's perspective. So if the major US indices were up yesterday, well, energy stocks didn't really benefit from that broad-based rally because Devon Energy was one of the worst performers of the S&P 500 at yesterday's trading session with more than a 10% slump within the session, while Occidental Petroleum slid more than 5%. And even Glencore, which announced whopping results yesterday, well, didn't have a great trading session, to be honest with you. Glencore announced a record 34 billion US dollar profit for last year, which is a 60% rise in profits compared to a year ago. And the company said that it will return more than 7 billion US dollars to shareholders in dividends and share buybacks. The problem is, well, most of these profits came from coal sales last year, which is obviously the least green energy that you can find on the surface of the earth, but which was obviously and unfortunately the only rapid solution for replacing the Russian natural gas this winter. So we know that these coal revenues will slow because prices are already dramatically down this year from last year's record record levels. And well, countries are putting all their weight to transition to greener energy sources. So Glencore was up by 2% before uh, the market opened in London yesterday, but it ended the session with more than 1.5% slide. And at the current levels, while stock is approaching interesting entry levels, as we are just around the 500p psychological level, where we also have the 200-day moving average level. The RSI index suggests that the stock is about to hit the oversold territory. And well, Glencore has got some more cars than just coal in its hands because it has indeed got some of the world's best copper, nickel and cobalt mines and these are precisely the metals that are needed for the so-called global energy transition to happen. So maybe Glencore is interesting at the current levels. So this is all for today. I'm Ipekos Kardeshkaya and thank you for joining me. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again tomorrow and until then, good day trading.